You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I'm not going to take anything Boomer Sison says seriously because, A, he went to Maryland. <laughs> so, suck it. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Curra. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, hunt! And we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. I'm Travis Curra with Brazilian Tide. Tide, new year, new you. Um, I've had two drinks this year. Yeah, if you don't count like after midnight on New Year's Eve because okay. I, mean, I was still up, so it's the same day. Because by my count, how many cans of Coke did you have during the gold medal game between uh, the U.S. and Canada at the World Juniors? Ten. <laughs> and that game was two and a half hours long. <laughs> I'm well aware. <laughs> yes, uh, we we must... Show our Canadian side and wish our American friends a congratulations for winning that. But they, they were the best team in the tournament. <sighs> Didn't they have three shutouts, <laughs> including yesterday, who, or was it four? Who did four? Yeah. Who did Canada play? I know that, and it's going to be the same situation next year, right? Canada is in the easy Canada group has, again. Yeah, because like the gold medalist got kind of screwed this year. With getting the harder group, that's just the way it it comes with the the way they do the seating. Well, they earned but, it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, there was all that talk about you know maybe this team's better than oh five. Yeah, it's got more first round draft picks and all that crap, but they hadn't played anybody. No, Germany, not necessarily a powerhouse. This was the first time they'd ever made the medal round. Uh, Slovakia gave them a test, and nobody wanted to talk about it. They dominated Finland in the semi, or on New Year's Eve, sorry. And, you know, they played the Swiss, which is usually like a 3-1 game anyway. And then they just steamroll everybody in the medal round, and nobody says boo about it. It's like, well, yeah, those teams weren't very good either. You're right. Slovakia then, did give them trouble. And their big team, right? young team, I, I know it's a football <laughs> podcast, but uh, it just and the German team at the time... Half of them had, were out. Had 14 skaters. They had 14 skaters. So popping 16 goals on them. And Germany arguably has the best player in the tournament. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. Trevor Zegers is really, really good. He's good, too. Uh, but their star um, was out of that game. He came in later and, you know. My, my question is, my question is, what what is the state's favorite thing to do? Beat Canada at hockey. World when it comes to the World Juniors, it's win gold on Canadian soil. Yeah. That's the, yeah. That's the third time in a row. Yeah. Damn. Right, and to be honest, I picked the States last night. You bet on them? Well, yeah, because I'm not an idiot. Would you win? Uh, What was it? 225 so like 200 bucks. By the way, in the betting community, is it is it bad? Like... If I ask you what you made, 
Or, no. Okay, okay. But, it, but just don't ask me how much I've lost. Oh, <laughs> that's the taboo question. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to talk about that. It is New Year, New Me. I woke up earlier this early this morning and went for about a two-kilometer walk, which, if you've known my pandemic habits, this is... <laughs> This is mind-blowing. <laughs> I woke up earlier than I usually do on a day off and ordered Skip the Dishes from the McDonald's down the street and got it delivered to the wrong house. No! Yeah. It went to our buddy's place across the street. Did they accept so the order? Nobody's home. It's no. It's oh. contactless anyway. So I had to go over to Brandon's and get it. <laughs> I got to say, I would take that McDonald's and not tell you and... I would have really enjoyed it. <laughs> he, he thought about driving home on his coffee break. <laughs> In the huddle with Karan Todd on the Two and Out podcast. Yes, we will start talking uh, some Canadian football as the offseason chugs along here. This episode of Two and Out is brought to you by the Calgary Foundation. Whether it's funding anti-racism programs, addiction recovery, or food hampers for the hungry, for 65 years, the Calgary Foundation has proudly supported the charitable community. Uh, to address some of Calgary's biggest challenges. Now, during this period of unprecedented urgent needs, Calgary Foundation renewed its commitment to building a healthy, vibrant, giving, caring, and resilient community. If you're a registered charity looking for a grant, a professional advisor, creating a giving plan for your client, or a donor wanting to give back to community, discover a wealth of resources at calgaryfoundation.org and learn more about their work through Calgary Foundation's Facebook Twitter or Instagram. We'll start with actually football south of the border. Now, Ty, take us through this. The Rams and the Cardinals played. Kyler Murray, star quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, it was thought earlier in the week he might not be able to play. He ended up starting the game, but he had to leave the game. Brings in Chris Strevler, Grey Cup champion with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers last year. And correct me if I'm wrong here, a playoff spot was on the line for the cards, right? Yes, they had to win. Yeah, and they ended up not winning. Strevler in his uh, action goes 11 of 16 for 105 yards, a touchdown and a pick. He had three rushes for 12 yards. Now, if you just look at the stat line, Ty, especially the passing line. That's Matt Nichols. Well, and that's what Strevler did (laughs) in the CFL last year. (laughs) When yeah, uh, he doesn't like. It's not like he was putting up gaudy passing numbers. No, Um, I don't know what everybody was expecting. No, and he almost threw for more interception return yards than he did (laughs) passing yards. And I do not think that his passing acumen is what got him a job in the NFL anyway. No, God no. And if it did, if it did, there's an, there's 15 quarterbacks in the CFL waiting for a phone call. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Boomer Esiason ends up making a comment <laughs> after Chris Strebler throws his interception, saying basically, this is not the Grey Cup. You can't just make chances and throw the ball down the middle of the field and expect somebody not to come down with it. And CFL fans work themselves into a frenzy. And I get it. Weird. There, there's the uh, small man complex a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I really stopped paying attention and reading the comments from 
the NFL idiots because, let's face it, <laughs> these guys have worn Don't a hole the into their couch and they've got a bigger mouth than they do biceps. So that's all it is. There's no point worrying about it. Um, <laughs> but Boomer Esaias and just he comes from an ignorant point of view. Am I am I wrong? <laughs> no, not only that. There's a reason that he's not a regular color analyst. Yeah, that's funny because he was the backup guy too. (laughs) Yeah, like being a person who hates the Dallas Cowboys and everything that they embody because they are such a poorly ran franchise and make billions of dollars. It makes no sense. But, well, it makes perfect sense. But um, I never thought I'd be one to miss Tony Romo. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And yet here we are. Yeah. But when when Strebler had to get thrown into starting duty for the Bombers, his passing numbers weren't huh. pretty. I mean, it, it's just the way it was. He didn't really win games. And the Bombers, I think their fans will agree, if they don't make that deal to get Zach Kalaros from the bench in Toronto, they mm-hmm. do not win the Grey Cup. I don't. I I, I would full heartedly agree with that. It's uh, Strevler's physical tools, his toughness, mm-hmm. his rushing ability is what got him the job in the NFL. So Boomer, he's can, an athlete, as yeah. you know, a lot of color analysts like to say when they can't come up with anything smart. <laughs> exactly. So Boomer can say what he wants. I do like the leveled, uh, rational responses from a guy like Paul Lapalise, because mm. Lapalise, his coaching. Throughout the playoffs last year, the end of the season was nothing short of brilliant. Um, He says, having worked in football broadcasting for years, uh, I knew exactly what happened on the field. I talked about it. If I was unsure, I didn't. I wish Boomer would have seen that Strebler thought he had a free play throw and said, not a great decision in your first start in field goal range. Better commentary was needed instead of trying to downplay the CFL. Uh, players and coaches who worked in both leagues praise CFL. Others don't without knowledge. I've come to understand that in my 20 years, I love both leagues. As I said last week, the talent is underrated in the CFL. But how many times, Ty, have we seen where some players that aren't familiar with the Canadian game, maybe they see what Strebler did and think, I'm going to go to Canada and I'm going to dominate. And mm-hmm. then they come and they don't dominate. Don't. Sometimes they get cut yeah. two weeks into camp. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they you know what there, there are huge differences in the, it's still football. Yes, but there are differences between the two leagues. And I don't think anybody is going to argue that. And some people adjust a lot faster and a lot better than some. And oh yeah. I think that's the majority of it. At the same time, I'm not going to take anything. Boomer Sison says seriously, because a, he went to Maryland. <laughs> so suck it. <laughs> And he played for the Bengals, so who really cares? That's the best part of your chirps, that, like, they're so well-researched. Like, you well, done background checks. <laughs> he's an idiot. How many Super Bowls has he won? How many Super Bowls has he won? Uh, I can count on uh, my fist. <laughs> we we have the same amount of Super Bowls. Hey! <laughs> so he can suck it. There we go. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> and he's not – and let's be honest. This isn't the whole reason I hate Boomer Esiason. I just hate him because he's not good at his job before this. 
I also like what Tommy Condell, uh, OC for the Ticats, had to say. We need to take uh, this as an amazing opportunity to invite the various NFL broadcasters to come in and experience the CFL the whole week. Practice, meetings, game, showcasing the people and the product of the CFL. I like it. I like it because the the Americans, uh, their their highlight package of Chris Strebler was walking was out. Was him partying. Yeah, it was walking out of the stadium with the gray cup in one hand, a fur coat on, and a cigar in his mouth. Yeah, That was their I highlight love, package. I do love how he still has the same walk on and off the field like he just got off a horse. That's true. <laughs> His muscles are too big for his own good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's um, it, it gets mistaken for swag, but no, that's just how he has to walk. Yeah, like a hockey player. <laughs> yeah, uh, players are re-signing all over the place. It's almost like this is a normal off season. It's almost concerning, really. <laughs> uh, the Lions finally get it figured out with Mike Riley. They extend him, so. BC fans can breathe easy. They do have a quarterback going into uh, whenever football gets on the field again in Canada. They also extend and all of his money is on the books, right? <laughs> it's all accounted for. <laughs> they get a yeah. uh, Lamar Durant re-signed as well, mm-hmm. and he got himself a nice deal. Good for him. He makes 175k this year, 200 in 2022. Canadian boy, he really could have a couple huge seasons with Mike Mm -hmm. Riley if they can get the protection for the quarterback and get him going. He's integral to that offense. For sure. Uh, You know, if if they can keep Mike Riley upright, there's no reason Durant can't go for a thousand yards and, you know, 10 to 15 touchdowns. I I know like that sounds crazy, but you know, in a Mike Riley offense, he can, he can basically pick anybody he wants and just, they're the guy that day. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, with Lamar's skill set, I, I I can see him hitting double digits quite easily if everything goes according to plan. Everybody stays healthy. But that being said, and I'm not going to crap on Lamar or anything like that. 175k this year, like you said, that's a lot. It it's not only a lot, but usually what GMs try to do is find the Canadians that are cheap. Yeah. Right, and so don't, Lamar has definitely earned this contract, and has done everything that he can to prove that he is a mainstay in that in that offense and in this league. But I mean, you know, usually Canadians are where you're going to save money, and they're just not doing that so much on this contract. And that's the only issue I have with it. Yeah, just over 800 it, it's yards. Nothing against them. Just over 800 yards in 15 games last mm-hmm. year. So. With that kind of money, he's going to be expected to be a consistent 1,000-yard receiver, and uh, I yep. do think he can definitely do that. The Riders uh, made a number of extensions, and we're going to see this between now and next month. A lot of guys re-upping with their teams, but uh, Nick Marshall gets extended of the offensive line with Brendan Labatt and Dan Clark, running back William Powell and Shaq Evans, uh, gets re-upped. Zach Evans, friend of the show, gets released. Cody Fajardo gets uh, re-upped as well. Uh, way, way to bury the lead on that. <laughs> Cody at the end of the line. Yeah, yeah, way at the end. Oh, yeah, the, the, the franchise quarterback. 
gets re Yeah, with just a huge, well. a huge uh, special announcement yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I know fans were kind of worried. About that one, I was like, "Oh, I was like, okay, who got arrested for a DUI again?" Well, <laughs> I thought that the Fajardo announcement was because they were doing all those Christmas gifts for Rider Nation, and I was sure yeah. that his announcement was going to be, you know, the Christmas Eve one. And when it didn't come, oh, <laughs> yeah, fans. Quick are- question: Do you open one present on Christmas Eve? Uh no. Oh, okay. Is that we a didn't tradition this year in your we didn't place? Really do presents, but it used to be because Grandma would always send ornaments. Oh, nice! And so we wouldn't open them till Christmas. So we wouldn't open like handmade stuff, right? So we wouldn't open them till Christmas Day, and then well, they don't like. What's the point of putting them on the tree now? Yeah. <laughs> so we mo- we moved it to to Christmas Eve, and now Mom just opens them when they show up. Oh. <laughs> so they can go on the tree. Yeah, that's nice. I like it. <laughs> Dakota Shepley ends up signing a futures deal with with the Forty ers Mm-hmm. And uh, I know Ryder fans were excited for sort of a tr- transition to a, a younger superstar in the offensive line. They still got the veterans there, but, I mean, he'll be welcome back in Ryder Nation if it doesn't work out with San Francisco. They are working on Charleston Hughes. Um, he said he made a counter offer. This this happened on Twitter, and uh, I... I <laughs> This is and then, uh, he, and then he just trolled all of Canada yesterday, right? <laughs> He's been great on Twitter lately. Uh, he has been. What, what was it? The the twelve days of sackmas he did uh, leading up to Christmas, which was <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tagging all the quarterbacks that he had sacked in his <laughs> illustrious CFL career. Um, but he just turned thirty seven years old. He's he's mm-hmm. on that uh, you know year to year status. But, I mean, his time in Saskatchewan in two years, he's almost at a sack a game. 31 sacks yeah, in 34 games. I'll take that. Yeah, so if he can still do it at a high level next year, yeah, he'll, mm-hmm. he'll be back, and the, the Ryder Nation will be happy to have that. As for the Stamps, they do extend kicker Renee Paredes and a couple of receivers, Markeith Ambles and Josh Huff which I think are two guys that are going to have really nice seasons with Bo uh-huh. Levi Mitchell because they were starting to towards the end of the 2019 season come on a little bit. And if they get a full training camp and they get to be with the ones and with Bo heading into uh, uh-huh. the next season, I think they can get off to a really nice start. I, I thought, you know, if if the CFL goes into the bubble in Winnipeg, it, it only benefits Calgary because – Bo was going to start the season with the question mark with his shoulder. He, there's no question marks there. He gets all the healing time in the world. Yeah. They're going to be full strength when they get back on the field. And not only that, like you look at what Ambles and Huff are able to do not getting regular time. Yeah. And, you know, didn't put up huge gaudy numbers, but showed that they could, uh, you know, full time with the ones. That's just what Calgary needs is is to get richer, right? It's not even fair anymore. <laughs> it's really not. Yeah. Josh Huff did have a six-catch, 121-yard uh, game um, towards the end of 2019 against Winnipeg. Markeith Ambles had uh, some nice games as well. He had a 100-yard mm-hmm. game earlier in the season against BC, and uh, he, he'll be one to watch, I think, one of those names 
with uh, the Calgary Stampeders. As for the Bombers, they extend uh, hometown hero Nick Dembski. Maybe, probably the best global player in the CFL, Theadric Hansen, a member of the big hit in the 2019 Grey Cup. Jake mm-hmm. Thomas is returning for another year. And the big ones are the bookends on offensive tackle. Jamarcus Hardrick and Stanley Bryant remain in Winnipeg. Yep. And I think those two guys are essential to the success of that uh, offense. Uh, 100% because if Kolaros, like not only not only uh, integral integral to the success of the offense, to Kolaros' career because the next one could be his last one. And having those two guys on the ends, I mean, that just really gives them a lot of protection. The Argos have been bringing a ton of new players in. Kicker Boris Beatty's remaining with the team. And as for Ottawa, your boy, Dominic Davis, re-signs. I know they've got mm-hmm. uh, Nick Arbuckle, but your boy's ready oh, to come t- in any time. They've, they've, they've got two proven number ones in, in <laughs> Ottawa, then, is what you're saying. <laughs> Edmonton has made a flurry of moves in the last week. Trevor Harris restructures his contract with the team. They extend Terry Williams, Kwaku Boateng, and sign Jonathan Rose. Some nice moves by Edmonton. I have a question about the Jonathan Rose signing. Uh Uh-oh. Where are you going with this? What's the question? Why would you replace Chris Edwards? (laughs) (laughs) With a guy that hits the refs? (laughs) why Why would you replace, like, 10 unnecessary roughness calls with a suspension for assaulting a referee. That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> I knew it was going somewhere. Like, oh. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Yeah. I had to. It was, it was too easy. It was on a tee. <laughs> uh, the Ticats have signed uh, some game breakers, obviously. Brandon Banks, mm-hmm. running back Don Jackson, and Sean Thomas Erlington, which uh, is a guy I'll be fascinated to watch. Uh, Canadian who had a really nice start to 2019 before getting injured. Yeah. He's a threat in the air and on the ground. He had, what, four games? He had just over 200 yards rushing, but just under 200 yards receiving as well Yeah, um, before getting hurt. And uh, the, the Ticats, obviously, it didn't really slow them down, but... As a Canadian there, if he's healthy mm-hmm. and ready to go, that's that's good news for the Ticats. 100%. Um, you know, we talk about it all the time with Andrew Harris and how he's a ratio buster, guys like that, because they're Canadian at a position where you don't traditionally see Canadians. Yeah. And if he can stay healthy, and the only the only worry I have is that with an ACL. Yeah. Um, coming back too soon is is a huge issue. Obviously, not going to be a problem right yeah. now. <laughs> but if it happens again, it it's just one of those things that's going to be hard to uh, come back from another one. And I was so hoping for him last or yeah, twenty nineteen because mm-hmm. he was an eighth round pick, getting the yeah. starting job for Hamilton. So and only twenty five hundred bucks on CFL fantasy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give us some more of that, and uh, we'll be really happy with him. Uh, The free agent tracker is up. There's going to be a lot of signings. I I expect a lot of people are going to be sticking with their team. That being said, there are some really big names 
that are still unsigned heading into free agency about uh, a month from now. I have to think that one of the key position groups uh, that the Ticats at least, and this might be one of the most important uh, position groups in the league. Right tackle? Well, that offensive line, really. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Chris Van Zyl is a free agent. Uh, Brandon Revenberg is a pending free agent. These guys can both, well, and and Van Zyl's been doing it for a long time, so... Mm-hmm. I mean, he can probably play anywhere he yeah. he he wants, but Brandon Revenberg is still young, and I don't know. Does he want to test the market and see if he can get paid? That everybody's going to talk about loyalty and you know trying to keep teams together and everything in football. I would go after the money every single time. Yeah, you don't play long, so make as much as you can. Right? Make as much as you possibly can. Um, teams are also. Locking in their coaching staffs. They look basically the same as they did at the end of 2019. It's just wait and see right now. And I have to say, I am pretty concerned. <laughs> We've seen the way that the vaccine rollout has started in Canada as more get approved and more arrive in the country. Obviously, more shots are ending up in arms, but it was looking like. At the rate they were going, it was going to take 10 years for everybody to get vaccinated. So everybody's kind of saying that at minimum or, you know, we're looking at fall as being a little bit of normal. I don't know, Ty, if we see summer football again. It's a tough call. I, I'm not overly optimistic. Um, do they take the chance of playing early in the year with no fans and try to make it up at the back end uh, and, you know, just cut the losses and get a season in? Because I don't think that they want to go two years without it. Uh, that being said, is that going to fiscally work? I don't know. If I can go... You look, at, you look at what the NHL is going through right now with how much the players owe the owners. Yeah. There's already so much sponsorship in the CFL. How much more are people until people are like, oh, I don't like it. It's like it's been here the whole time. So I I don't know how much more they want to add. If I can go to Hawaii, I should be able to sit outside at Commonwealth Stadium, no? Were any laws broken? No. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) I know what you're saying. Hey, was was that a (laughs) torts quote? I'm just going to leave that out there. (laughs) Like, if I could sit in a germ bucket flying over the ocean to Hawaii, I don't know. Yeah, it is what it is. Definitely not a topic. (laughs) This is for the the Ty and Delbert podcast. Oh, my God, yes. Not the Tune Out podcast. (laughs) I'll be calling him right after this. We'll send you the audio. This episode of Two and Out is brought to you by Park Power, a provider of electricity and natural gas in Alberta that offers low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. Should also mention they've got internet as well. 
in Alberta, you get to choose who you buy your energy from. So if you choose Park Power, your money stays here. Plus, Park Power shares its profits with the not-for-profits that are working to make a difference for their communities. Shopping local is very important to Park Power's owner, Chris Kazoski, and we love local here at the Alberta Podcast Network. So it's a genius fit. Learn more at parkpower.ca. Yes, we're a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. We'll be back in a couple weeks. There's going to be more signings. And by then, maybe we will know some more names that are definitely going to be hitting the free agency market. And before you know it, like, do we know what's going to happen for a draft in 2021? I didn't. <laughs> Man, I was surprised we had one this year. That's true. <laughs> the draft order has been set. Um, I, I do not envy the job of the scouts <laughs> that have to decide who they want to pick this year. So all that, all that film you watched last year, watch it again, but look at other players. Yeah, yeah. Have fun. See, <laughs> see you in three months. Apparently, it's going to happen sometime this spring. We will see. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Aloha. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.